Welcome back, everybody, to FanRag Fantasy Baseball. I'm Al Melchior, and I'm your host. And with me now on the line is Chris Towers. He's our guest today. Chris Towers from CBSSports.com and the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast. Chris, welcome to the show. Al, can I just tell you, it's lovely to hear your voice. I'm so pleased to be here. <laughs> likewise, likewise. Now, I've caught you on Fantasy Baseball Today a couple of times uh, since uh, you know, I, I left CBS back in, in last August. Uh, so I've heard you a little bit, but uh, yeah, no, it's, 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 uh, it's great to have you on the show. Again, first, first time appearance on the show. Uh, and, and I just, you know, I, I get guests on and, you know, particularly if it's somebody in a particular market or somebody who, you know, follows or covers the team, you know, I like to go in depth. So I knew at some point I wanted to have a Marlins chat with you, Chris. So I'm glad you're here. And I, and there's a lot, there's a lot to get to. So, um, you know, let's, let's start with the big guy. <laughs> let's, uh, Giancarlo Stanton. I mean, by all surface appearances, he's having a Giancarlo Stanton kind of year with a lot of strikeouts, but, a, you know, an okay average and, you know, a home run pace that you would expect. But I'm a little bit worried about him. And, you know, you and I have had a lot of okay. discussions about him over the years. And I feel like at every turn I've defended him. Well, no, he's not injury prone. He's just had a lot of, you know, sort of weird, freaky, fluky injuries. You know, yeah, he's streaky, but the overall production's always going to be there. But he still hits for a lot of power, but he's not quite, you know, like... Uh, when when Statcast frame it first came out, and they had those exit velocity tables, and you had yeah, like, the yeah. Chapman filter for the pitchers, and you had the Stanton filter, and so it's like Stanton was kind of like, <laughs> you know, it a rung all by himself among power hitters. I don't think he's there anymore. His uh, in terms of average yeah. fly ball distance, the last two years he's fallen back to the pack. So I mean, what do you think about all this? That's fair. I mean, part of that is you've had guys like Miguel Snow and Aaron Judge who are also you know, stack cast monsters who are crushing the ball all over the field. But he is, he's a little bit of a different player right now. You know, he's, he's been a more aggressive hitter or swinger over the last couple of seasons. And that sustained itself last season. We saw the downside of that where he just, he couldn't make contact with anything. He was topping over every slider that he saw, if he could even make contact with it. This season, you're seeing that aggressiveness continue, except that, He's been much more aggressive on pitches inside of the strike zone and actually has dialed back the aggressiveness on pitches outside of the strike zone. That's the kind of improvement you want to see from a, from a guy who has had trouble with the breaking ball and that leads to inconsistency from him. So, yeah, maybe he's not crushing 115-mile-per-hour lasers everywhere, uh, every other at-bat, but I'm, I'm impressed by what we're seeing in terms of his his plate discipline, especially, especially because he hasn't had to sacrifice all that much power for it. That's uh, yeah, that, that's a good optimistic take. I like it. Uh, I don't like to be <laughs> down on John Carl Stanton. So, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, very I, look, it, it's still it's still a situation where you're looking at a guy who hasn't played more than 145 games since 2011. So for me, the bigger concern is. Yeah, he's going to go to go into a slump at some point, but I'm more concerned about him just staying healthy. If he stays healthy, I think the numbers will be there by the end of the season. Well, you know that that's I think that's more than fair, and you know the other uh, you know one of the other components there in the Marlins outfield, Marcelo Zuna. Actually, so far he's been the more valuable yeah. fantasy producer. But you know we saw him start last year red hot as well. I have to admit I have a little bit of hesitation buying in on Marcelo Zuna. I mean, do you think? Do you think he's actually surpassed Stanton 
And if not, I mean, do you think at least that he'll level off at a place where he's, he's must start? Well, you know, there's an interesting thing with Marcelo Zuna. We did see this kind of start from him last season, and then he really tailed off in the second half. It's easy to forget, that guy started the All-Star game last year. He was an injury replacement, but he still started the All-Star game. And then he really tailed off. And part of that was he did injure his wrist diving for a ball in the outfield. They're playing him in left field, not center field anymore. So I think that might limit at least some of the risk involved with him in the outfield. I'm not expecting him to be, you know, one of the elite power hitters in baseball. But, you know, when I'm looking at my rankings, it's hard to, ju- to justify him not being inside of my top 30. I've put him right next to Aaron Judge, who everybody loves right now. Everybody's on the Aaron Judge bandwagon. And I think that makes sense. But, you know, Marcelo Zuna is doing a lot of things really well. He's hitting the ball really hard. He's improved his plate discipline in the early going. So I like what we're seeing. And maybe the tail off last year at least has an explanation, you know? Yeah. No, that definitely makes sense. And, you, you know, you mentioned him flipping over to left field, so that flipped Christian Yelch over to center. And he's having an okay season, uh, you know, a little bit off of what he did last year, you know, still hitting tons of grounders and still, you know, on a 20 home run plus pace. And that's I know that was another enduring office debate that, you know, we all used to have about <laughs> Christian Yelch's power. But I want, I want to go to a different direction, uh, which is that he's not, I mean, whatever power he, he's had, it's been almost exclusively against righties. And yeah. do you have Yelich in your, your top 30? I, you know, I, I yeah, I do. Him. I have him inside my top 20, actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, that's right around where I have him. And yet, you know, somebody who produces at that level overall, I don't think about sitting them. But I've really given some thought about sitting Yelich in a week where the Marlins face, you know, say three lefties. And I think next week is actually one of those weeks where, uh, they've got the Dodgers, and uh, I forget exactly who the other team was, but they're facing three or four mm-hmm. lefties. I think I would sit Yelich. Uh, is that uh, is that crazy? Well, you look at his career, and there's been a big split, which is pretty typical for a left-handed batter. A lot of them struggle against lefties. And for him, the biggest issue is he can still hit for average against lefties, not the you know pushing 300 guy that he's been over the last couple of seasons. But he hits in the 270, 280 range pretty consistently against lefties. It's just an empty average. You're not going to likely get home runs. But, you know, maybe he picks up a couple of singles and he's more likely to run because he's not hitting extra base hits. I, I get it. There are, you know, the 270 batting average is, it's replaceable, you know, if, if that's all he's going to do against the lefty. But you also have to consider that it's 2017, so – you know, maybe he faces Clayton Kershaw next week, but if he faces Alex Wood, he might see Alex Wood three times. There's almost no chance he's seeing Alex Wood four times next week because most, <laughs> you know, most pitchers at this point, it's really hard to find a pitcher, a starter who's going more than five and two thirds innings right now. So yeah, I think that's one thing where it, it can be a little, it can be easy to overstate the starting pitcher, but nearly half the game is going to be handled by the bullpen too. Well, yeah, and that's a fantastic point when you're talking about Alex Wood, uh, you know, who pitches great for five innings, but just just for five innings. Yeah. Um, so, or or Jin Ryu, if it's the Dodgers, you know, there's no guarantee yes. that these guys are going to go Julio Urias. There's no guarantee that these guys are going to go six, seven innings either. Yeah, in fact, I would say it's probably a long shot. So that's, uh, yeah. that's a great point about next week. Uh, and D. Gordon dropped to the ninth spot in the batting order. I mean, he's his numbers are fine. You know, he's hitting... 
for average, about what you would expect, maybe a little lower, but the steals are there. He's on the 60 steal pace, but how much do you think that hurts him to be dropped to the ninth spot? Or do you, or do you even expect that this is going to be a longstanding thing for him? It feels like a short term thing. It feels like a, you know, let's see if we can get him going, get that batting average up to 280 or something, and then we'll we'll see where he ends up. I I would guess he's back in the in the top of the lineup before long. Actually, did you notice he started at shortstop yesterday? I did. I did. That I'm not feels sure like how a much potentially yeah. more. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to continue, but this team has so many injuries. You know, their their top two shortstops on the roster right now are hurt. JT Riddle was scratched yesterday. I'd love to see D Gordon get five five starts at shortstop just because shortstop's such a mess right now. It, it's a lot easier to justify him in your starting lineup at shortstop than it is at second base right now. Yeah, and if nothing else, I mean, regardless of the depth of the position, I mean that flexibility can really be valuable. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you're you're trying to piece together your lineup. Uh, let's uh, move on over to the pitching, uh, and there's <laughs> you know, reason why there's a reason why I put that second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There are fewer. There, there's a reason fit. the Marlins are under 500, and and that's it. Yeah, that's absolutely it. Because the lineup, you know, there's plenty of good and and fantasy relevant options there. The starting rotation. I mean, the the only person in that rotation I really think is fantasy relevant at this point is Dan Sterling, and I quite like what he's done this year. Um, is that an exaggeration to say that Sterling is is fantasy fantasy relevant? And uh, are you buying what he's done so far? Well, pitching's been such a disaster, especially outside of the top 20, that there might be 80 starting pitchers that are fantasy relevant in any given week just because there's just no separation between most of them. But he, he's an interesting guy because he's a, he's a very cerebral pitcher. He's talked about you know, how he, he uses kind of advanced metrics to, to change his approach. He's trying to you know, elevate his four-seam fastball, try to get whiffs with that because he doesn't have the best stuff. And he actually does have the highest swing strike rate he's had since 2014, 11.1%. That's getting close enough to league average that you might be able to buy him as a uh, an average or close to above average strikeout guy. Uh, yeah, I mean, and you know, the, the walks sometimes kind of cut into the value of those strikeouts, but yeah, you know, he's got a great park for somebody who uh, you know doesn't keep the ball down and. Uh, yeah, I, I like I said, I, I you know I kind of like him, especially as a two start streamer. And yeah, uh, that's that's mostly it when there's two starts. Yeah, no, exactly. And then last thing, because we got to head to another break, Chris. Um, you think AJ Ramos will be the closer a month from now? Yeah, I don't see any of the other guys really getting there. The worst thing AJ Ramos does is walk guys. How Barrasaw does too. So it's hard to see him losing. <laughs> All right, well, Chris, great talking to you. Thanks for joining us again today. Thanks for the insight. And uh, stick around, folks. We've got a lot more coming up. We'll be right back after the break. 